0: It's really nice being able to come back here. <laughs> I can look you guys in the eyes. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, can, really I can nice. rage at you in person.
1: It'd <laughs> <laughs> be really nice when we get back to Monster of the Week. Lindsay, yes.
0: Lindsay came over to, tonight before I got over here, and she goes, I'm so glad that I'm roommates with Andreas and not your Rick, because I was in the living room, and he was recording in his room with the door closed, and I heard through his headset fuck you, Rick, from you, Josh. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not loud.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: great. <laughs> it is It is really nice getting to come back and record together, though. If I had to Likewise. rename this yeah.
2: podcast, it might be Fuck You, Rick. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> It's not too late. <laughs>
0: it's never too late. <sighs> unfortunately, tonight, um, even though it's really nice that we're all back together, unfortunately, not all of us are back together. Uh, Brian had some unexpected circumstances come up where he wasn't able to join us tonight. Uh, which means that Anna May is a little bit on pause. We had... A lovely movie, um, Fireprint, Sea Prince and the Fire Child, which uh, got turned down last week, but we had some listeners go on Twitter and request we it. We had so. your
2: girlfriend and his roommate come on just to fuck
0: with me. <laughs> they weren't just to fuck with you. Both of them are genuinely interested in seeing I scene don't movie. believe you. They want to see it they so bad.
2: couldn't name the characters in that movie. If they want to see it, Sea Prince and Fire Child. There's two characters. Sarah, Lindsay,
0: go watch it. No, 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 no. they want to listen to us watch it. The fans have requested. But unfortunately, (laughs) Brian's not here, so we're not going to be able to watch that until next time when Brian is back with us for anime. So today we went ahead and spun the wheel of Cage uh, and pulled up a movie that I don't think any of us have seen. Uh, So so moving ahead. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm a analyst here in Nashville. And uh, I'm actually not Josh. I'm John Goodman.
2: I'm Rick Fox, I'm an indie author here in Nashville, and I am haunted by ghosts. Are
1: you (laughs) cheating on your phone?
2: I have to pull up the summary. (laughs) May as well, may as well. I didn't steal your thing, like Uh, I said I was gonna. (laughs) Hi,
1: I'm Andreas, I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and dong, dong, bring out your dead. And and (laughs) And we're we're opinionated! Doesn't that
2: sound crisp? Oh. And,
0: nice. and <laughs> synchronized, oh. and not done with like a couple second delay over <laughs>
2: Discord. Uh, let's do it again, just for just for goodies. Ah, uh,
0: we're opinion- and we're opinionated, opinionated, opinionated. <sighs> Uh, and tonight we are watching Bringing Out the Dead. Bringing Out the Dead came out in 1999. It currently has a 71 on Rotten Tomatoes, which really isn't that bad for the kind of movies that are up on the wheel of Cage. Uh, it was directed by Martin Scorsese, and it stars Nicolas Cage, Patricia Arquette, John Goodman, Ving Rames,
2: Mark Anthony, and many others. Haunted by the patients he failed to save, an extremely burned out Manhattan ambulance paramedic fights to maintain his sanity over three fraught and turbulent nights. You know what we need right now in the what? midst of the
0: crisis the world is facing <laughs> to watch a movie about a burnt out paramedic? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing will lift my spirits higher. That's. I mean, we yeah. could be watching Contagion. God, no. I've had multiple people suggest that. They're like, <laughs> Josh, you t- should do a virus series because of everything going on. I'm like, I don't... like. Not only for our listeners, but I don't want to watch that. I don't want to go to the podcast and just be depressed for a couple of hours. <laughs> you know, what so, people no. don't
2: need to think about more. <laughs> the pandemic. No kidding. So let's watch this movie about ghosts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I know nothing about this. I haven't heard about it until just now. I'm excited because it says because Martin Scorsese is the director, and it has a pretty decent rating. All yeah, I'm told considered. he's a good director. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to watching it, but I know nothing about it. Um, just based on your reactions when we spent, spun the wheel, I'm assuming you guys don't know anything either. I no. didn't even
1: know it was up there.
2: I know that it didn't make its money back.
0: <laughs> Yikes! Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Scorsese also did Taxi Driver, Goodfellas. So he does. He does
2: some uh, some. He does some good gritty New York movies. <laughs> the kinds of movies we don't watch. Good movies, <laughs> unfortunately. We should uh, just do like a Scorsese month or something, he does, or like a like a
1: a uh, uh, Scorsese September. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he does really good like grimy New York movies, and this is a haunted paramedic in Manhattan. So you know, hopefully, this is up there. Um I have nothing else to say. This is a short-ass intro, but I know nothing about this movie. Like, actually nothing. It's not like some of the other movies where it's like, oh, shitty Sonic 09 movie, whatever the hell. Like, I don't know anything about it, but I know about Sonic. Like, no, I I know nothing about this. So, uh, if you guys are ready, we're going to go watch this. Real quick before we do, quick plug for ourselves. Uh, Rick is an indie author now, and his book is available on Amazon. Uh, If you want to check out what Rick has published, go check out Fate's Pawn. It's available in paperback and for e-readers. It's
2: got a creepy hobo wizard.
0: Additionally... Uh, If you enjoy the podcast and want to help support us, we are on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash opinionated. Uh, Your donation of any amount is always helpful to us in expanding the kind of reviews that we do. Uh, And you'll get to listen to all sorts of bonus content there on Patreon. We've got a couple first impressions, a couple movie reviews, as well as a couple episodes of the Monster of the Week series that we're doing. It's a role-playing game that we've all been playing together and recording, so definitely go check that out if you're interested. Uh, We'll be back in just a minute after we finish watching Bringing Out the Dead.
1: There's a double shooting, 41st and 8th. What happened to chest pain? Difficulty breathing? Fractured hands! Don't
0: even slow down, just keep on moving.
1: Nobody loves me, Chris. You
0: have the power, Jesus, to spare this worthless man. You guys are good. I'm on my way out. Anytime now. Nobody
2: gets fired, so Look at me.
0: Uh, let me tell you, boys. I am weary. <laughs> I am too. I'm exhausted. This movie. It I, happened. To me. <laughs> it um, was inflicted on us. It really was. Because because on face value, I think the premise itself is interesting. The idea of like vignettes, uh, like just little story snippets following up around a paramedic who's getting yeah. burnt out and kind of dealing with the trauma that inherently comes with his job. is right. a very interesting idea. Um. Either the paramedic field is way shadier than I ever thought or imagined. <laughs> Quite possible. Or this doesn't like this movie doesn't exist in our own
2: universe. Remind me also to possible. ask uh, Mr. Ichibuti. Who has been a, been on the podcast, or not been on the podcast, but requested something of us at one point? He was he was a paramedic. Was he a paramedic? So, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, Mister Ichibuti, if you're listening, if you're listening, uh, we want
0: like please reply to us on Twitter or something, say email or something, because we want to know. We're, we're about to describe what a paramedic, what no, actually, a paramedic
2: you, life looks you, like. You probably shouldn't actually listen to this or watch this movie, dude. <laughs> like, uh, stay away from it. It's fucked up listen to our podcast
0: though and tell us if this is accurate because these guys are like like drinking on the job popping ivs in in themselves in the back of the
2: ambulance
1: with <laughs> you, their own personalized well, concoctions in there
2: to be fair i think he's like in in europe or somewhere so like they might well, be different over there y- yeah yeah he's in europe they have they have free
0: health care he's got so one, one of those good. socialized medicines yeah they're good yeah that's right they <laughs> <laughs> They, they they don't have to drink on the job because their medical stuff is perfect.
2: Yeah, he didn't tell me a story about the time he had a seventy two hour straight shift or something. Exactly.
0: No, because okay, so what Sounds help like me help me list too. off the weird shit that Nick Cage and his crew does in this movie
2: um okay so one of the guys that he gets partnered with tries to beat a guy to death multiple times so he gets so
0: that, that's the big he gets, one there he yeah. gets paired yeah. up with so he he goes on three different rides right because it follows him over the course of three different days the first day he's partnered with John Goodman mm-hmm. uh, the second day he's partnered with Ving Rhames yep. and the third day he's partnered with fat John Totoro. yes <laughs> that's is it. what we've called him because he acts and has similar vocal stylings to John taturo even though he's obviously not that man um and so each day they get up into different shenanigans and we see him kind of lose his mind although it's not in traditional nick cage fashion right because traditional nick cage losing his mind is he starts screaming a bunch and his eyes go buggy and he like goes over the top crazy and like he's wandering down the street screaming he's a vampire or or whatever right it's super over the top but in this movie it feels a lot more subtle where he just I mean, like he does kind do of a, that a, stuff a bit, but a not nearly bit. as much.
2: It's a real descent into madness rather right. than like a full on and you like know.
0: almost a descent into him accepting the madness.
2: Yeah, yeah, I do along with that as opposed I mean, to
0: him like fighting it or becoming just this explosive part of it.
2: Yeah, I think if i had to categorize this movie and like try to dig something out of it to to you know say what the arty bullshit it was trying to say was is i think that over the course of this movie he is coming to terms with the fact that he can't save everyone and that death is not inherently a horrible thing cuz i think that's the whole point of right. the dad is that like hey sometimes it's it's Which, and and t- talk about who the dad is so at the beginning of the movie nick cage saves a guy that is like a he cardiac ha- arrest. He hasn't yeah. been breathing for like twenty minutes. So like by the time they and, get there, and the
0: guys, the guy's dead when they get there. Yeah. John Goodman's like, oh, call it, call it in, get a time of death, et cetera. Yeah. And Nick Cage is like, no, me, me, very unenthusiastically giving, like, performing CPR R- R on him isn't working. What if we played some of his favorite tunes,
2: right? And, and like, then it's, it's the it's- power of Sinatra that brings him back to life. Because <laughs> what Sinatra always does is wake people up. Frank Sinatra it's, is- it's
0: either Sinatra or Prince Charming. Like it's one <laughs> of the two. If you're dead, there's only two hopes for you. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. That's the King right. of croon or a big old fat smooch on the lips.
2: <laughs> that always wakes me up. <laughs> anyway. Um... We don't need to
1: hear about your your life.
2: <laughs> anyway, uh no, like yeah, so he he saves this guy and takes him back, but like the guy it's He's been dead for 20 minutes. Like, he doesn't need to be alive they, they again. Even they even say,
0: he, like, he's plant food. He's a vegetable. They, yeah. They're like, yeah. They're like to be he's fair, He's clearly though, just being kept alive because the family is grieving and doesn't want him to go yet.
2: But to be fair to the, like, hospital staff, like, yeah, they're saying that, but, like, they are dealing with the most insane world of medicine that you can possibly imagine. Let's talk about this hospital for a minute,
0: too. So, so Nick Cage <laughs> oh. and John Goodman go and save the dad, and they bring him back to this this hospital is a mad it's house. Like mother mercy of perpetual grace, or something like that. And this it's insane. And it's not just insane for, like, oh wow, this hospital's super like over capacity and the doctors are at their breaking point, like, which it is, but also,
2: like, it's you have crazy. A nurse
0: it's crazy the level of just disregard for human life and the patients that the nurses, doctors, and paramedics have in this movie, which, as I understand. There, like in this kind of job, there has to be some a, a bit of the macabre, like joking around. Oh, yeah, there's just a diff- to kind of keep yourself mm. sane. But there's a
2: huge difference between cracking a like super dark humor joke with people and like the nurse that is actively telling drug addicts, "Hey, if you're gonna do
1: this, yeah, do it the, in a different the, city." The,
0: the nurse is like, "You're a piece of shit. We're not gonna give you hospital help. In fact, get the next bus out of here. We don't want you to die in our area." Exactly. Yeah. We don't have to want except the with one
1: you. guy, Mister O. She saw him. And was like, "Oh, come on in. You're great." Just mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. the Which, one guy. The guy who comes in almost every night and apparently smells very very bad yeah. Right. running running joke i
0: guess yeah. but Ugh. but but the doctors and nurses and especially because we're following around the paramedics right at this point and they're constantly doing that they're constantly like "Ooh, give me something bloody or or you know they'll they'll see a guy that broke his legs and he's like hey look at this fat sack of shit that broke his legs
2: it's clear that these guys are beyond burnt out like mm-hmm. they are are like running on the dregs of of sanity. It seems like at this point, and this is the first night before things get really crazy. As you go on, they're yes. already feeling at this level. Like it, it seems very clear from the moment you see Nick Cage that he should not be doing this job. That he is really in desperate need of medication and and some serious sleep. therapy yeah. and a lot of sleep. Yes, like the guy talks about him, how he just doesn't he doesn't eat anything. He just lives off of coffee and whiskey. <laughs> coffee it's coffee with cigarettes. So Cigarettes, basically. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, the guy needs help. The guy needs help real bad, but it's also clear that in this world, there are he's the best line of defense that they have like these guys are are the average or at least a driver. line
0: of defense because because throughout the movie another thing that he's constantly trying to do is he goes and talks to his boss and is constantly asking to be fired and Desperate his boss is like D- don't worry about it Nick Cage I'll fire you next week it's not something you gotta just just do one more one more night of work for me one more shift <laughs> and
2: I'll fire you tomorrow I promise <laughs> it kind of reminds me of my job honestly yeah <laughs> <laughs> My boss is constantly like, come on, please, just anything. Come on, just come in, please. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, not to me, but like, you know, I'm a <laughs> which, good employee. Which
1: seems like a huge liability to me. Is like, this guy not only desperately wants to be fired, is constantly breaking massive uh, issues with the uh, healthcare pr- profession, and you're begging him to please go out and work? I like, mean, I'm assuming I'm
2: pre- he's got no one else. It's like this guy goes out and works or no one's driving an ambulance. Well, that's what It what he seems says. like it
1: should be nobody driving an ambulance then, because they literally get into an accident I because mean, they're drinking
2: what's the worst that could happen is someone gonna die because of him
1: yes i mean lawsuits they're gonna
2: die because they're not there uh, th- those don't seem to happen in this world <laughs>
1: they're only fucking not or repercussions for any of your actions Ugh. this movie is because the second a... night this so
0: the first night he does all that with the dad brings right. him in and we call him the dad because he has this like on again off again romantic tension with the daughter
2: I don't even know that I would call it romantic tension. There's just weird shit going on between the two He's like
0: holding her face at one point. He's like, hey, why why, why don't I take you out for some pizza?
2: I don't mean that they're not like trying to imply some sort of connection between these two that one could construe as romantic. I'm saying that like... These two are deeply fucked up people that just happen to be around each other, and that's more of the 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 gist than a like typical romantic thing sure. going on. It's not like they're like you know playing playing happy music whenever they're around each other. It's just <laughs> two people that are absolutely wrecked by life because she's a drug addict like that has recently got like like is relapsed because of what's going on with her dad. Yep, and we've already told you who Nick Cage is. That sounds like a, a romance for the ages, right? That's the new <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> coked out lady and, uh, uh, and burnt, out burnt, man. burnt out man yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. well not
0: coked out she's heroined out she's she's like sleep pills out right because he goes and I think is this after the second night when he goes and this helps is her? during the second night yeah yeah because the second night he's goes out and he's on a ship with Ving Rhames who is this weird like James Brown guy looking guy yeah. like he's got he's got the slicked back hair And he talks in kind of that sing songy voice. It's
2: that along with like some some kind of like uh, like preacher type thing. Yeah, yeah. he's got
0: the like let the Lord save your souls, And and when he goes and like
2: essentially, and this guy has has overdosed, and they and they give him the Narcan to help him come down off the overdose.
0: But then after they've given him the medicine, like. He starts a a little prayer circle and is like, praise your Lord, praise (laughs) your Lord Jesus for
2: saving this man. Yeah. And at the, at the climax of that, that guy does happen (laughs) to come back. And so everyone there is just like, yeah, but everyone there is like, oh my God, this guy's, it's a miracle. And Nicolas Cage is just like, so beyond any kind of reaction to that. He's just like, okay, whatever. I don't care. Uh (laughs) Like, that's the thing that is, is consistently hard to deal with in this movie is just watching nick cage start at a point of tiredness that most people will never experience and then go for like three days without sleep doing a horrifyingly difficult job Mm -hmm. in the worst conditions possible essentially yeah like i'm exhausted right now not just because we're past my bedtime, but <laughs> because of this movie.
0: Rick, Rick's a little sleepy. He is. He oh, has to get cranky. up at five in the morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it 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 does make it tough because throughout the movie, you can see Nick Cage struggling with, it's like you said, struggling Everything. with- Well, yeah, but, but specifically the... death and the people that he has been unable to save. Yeah. And this is brought up over and over again by- uh, a girl rose was, mm-hmm. she was a 17 year old girl who he tried to save and like he screwed it up right yep he, consistently yeah like he, three he, times he tried he tried repeatedly to save her and kept like messing up the procedure and now he sees her face everywhere yeah and it it's used effectively sometimes and other times it's just getting old for I, me
1: i will say i am glad that they actually brought it to be something at his fault as opposed to just like he found her she was hit by a car and you know she was too far gone or something like that's what i was expecting they would them to do but right because it's actually somewhat like he can feel responsible for it and that he failed to do the th- relatively theoretically. Simple thing. his job yeah yeah he failed to do the thing that he was trained to do she died at least theoretically like it, we it is well it no is john not good. goodman's
0: constantly like dude you're you're pumping air into her stomach not yeah. her lungs let yeah. me do it
1: and i let trust john it. goodman because <laughs> Because he's, he's the sh- most trustworthy person in this he's, entire yes, movie. Yes, he's <laughs> been the most
2: competent he,
1: medical professional so far. He's
2: also the guy that tried to drive straight into the water when they fell asleep on the job.
1: No, he would just woken up.
2: Yeah, Because they fell asleep job. On the job, taking a nap. But yes, yes. he did super yes, job.
1: Rick. It's not like he I fell, fell asleep, asleep on driving. the job
0: and almost drove into a river, which is still leagues above yes. the dude who flipped the ambulance, it or is. the other guy, the other partner paramedic who almost murdered a man intentionally, like not in a like, oh he's screwing up the medical procedure, and oh no he's going to mix up the drugs and give like a, got no, a baseball no, bat and beat him. Nick a Cage's man. partner for the third night sees a junkie that he just doesn't like because he's had to help him too many times and he's like screw that guy gets a baseball bat and
2: starts trying to beat him to death which is the second time he's tried to kill that guy in this movie mm-hmm. like and I think it's on the first night he's also like yep. in the ambulance the with that night. guy just trying to kick him to death
0: yes yeah yes so yes John Goodman is still the most no, sane no I'm person. not
2: saying he's not the best shot you got here but he's at like 2% where the rest of these guys are at .02% it's not That's
0: good. still a big improvement. Yes, is, but it's not good. It's 100% better. Yes, There's still absolutely not good. no
1: indication that John Goodman's character is not a competent uh, medical professional, other than the fact that, he yes, he took a nap on the job. He took a nap on the job. He was, he did did on job. He he was like, been, hey, this have
2: guy's have dead. And he's like, okay, we're, call it, dude. It, well, yeah. He's Nick not Cage a, told him to.
0: Yeah, Nick Cage was the person in, And Nick Cage was like, he doesn't have to pulse. Call the hospital and get time of death. And John Goodman was like, all right. And then he went to go make the call. And then Nick cage, in his medical professional wisdom, was like, Yo boy, you got some tunes. Fire up that Spotify. Let's get it. Bumping. Clearly,
1: it worked, because that guy came back to life. Okay, so what you're saying is that because John Dex Goodman right. did not know about this not medically approved treatment of playing music for a dead person. Hey,
2: apparently he's not the best person on the job. What, a, what
0: an idiot. Yeah. What
1: a,
2: I would never want John. You guys Goodman are the ones to walking up me. here and saying, like, acting like I want John to Good- help me. <laughs> we have not been this loud in a long time, and I really Appreciate it, but no, you guys are acting like John Goodman is some like wonderful saint of glorious professionalism no, in this he's movie.
0: Bare minimum competent, exactly. Which is better than everyone else. I so never. When said John Goodman says, "Nick Cage, you're fucking up this procedure. Let me do it. I trust him." And then Nick Cage is like, "No, nah, I got it. No, nah, I got it." And he keeps screwing it up. Yeah, he should have just listened to John Goodman. I trust John Goodman. Don't be like, oh, Nick Cage allegedly let this girl die. In this movie? It's very
2: clear he did. John Goodman has no saves. Nicolas Cage has at least one. Going with Nicolas Cage. John Goodman has zero (laughs) deaths.
0: Nicolas Cage has a lot more than zero deaths.
2: Yeah, but Nicolas Cage is in the movie a lot more. We don't know what John Goodman was doing on screen. He might have been murdering people. (laughs) Probably just eating Chinese food (laughs) and half fried. chicken. That's not a fat dig. It's part of the movie. Like
0: repeatedly, he's like, "Let's get Chinese food. Chinese food. dang it! I forgot I had Chinese food last night. Let's get fried chicken.
2: (laughs) 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 Half, half fried chicken. Whatever is that? A
0: half chicken that's been fried, or is that a a whole chicken that's only half fried? I have
2: no idea, but I I'm kind of curious i
1: right, I'll I'll try it. 50-50 like odds. It's horrifying.
2: I feel like if you've got anyone in this world that's going to find you good food, it's going to be John Goodman. It's true. Man it's true. feels like he knows his 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 late 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 ass night food.
0: His <laughs> his greasy diner food. Yeah. I would trust him more than Nick Cage, that's for sure. Yeah, that's fair. This man knows what he's talking about,
2: food and Unless medical profession. It's coffee, whiskey, and cigarettes. Then, then, then I'm going. Yeah, then I'll go with the Cage. Sure, <laughs> not. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like he's having great coffee, whiskey, or cigarettes. Uh, yeah, I think he goes for the cheap shit. Well, no.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, he yeah. Does. At
0: one point, he's mixing a cocktail of like the like the rubbing alcohol on the back kind of thing. Golly, that was, and I hate that too because it just. The other medical professionals are just like, yeah, he's doing that. Nick Cage is in the back of an of a moving ambulance. He's doing, like, he does the tie-off, right? Like, when you're mm-hmm. trying to, wh- the, like, the stereotypical, like, oh, heroin junkie about to shoot up. Or the not stereotypical stereotypical, like, medical professional about to insert an IV, right? And the way he's mixing it, I thought he was just going to, like shoot up some drugs or something but he climbs back up to I the mean, front seat of this medical prof- of this of this moving ambulance and just has an iv drip in his <laughs> arm and an extra like and a spare iv bag in case in case one pint of this juice one pint of the sauce wasn't enough for him. i mean
2: to be fair maybe it wouldn't be he looks pretty t- like his eyes are genuinely scary in this movie not just because it's nick cage but he's like got the red rimmed eye thing that you get going after like pulling like 17 all-nighters because you didn't write that paper any Uh of those 17 nights.
1: (laughs) Uh I kind of wonder if they actually put makeup on him or if they just said, uh, just gave him a whole pack of cigarettes, a bunch of whiskey. He was like, "Here, have a fucking party, dude." <laughs> no, they just stop putting makeup on. <laughs> That's Nick Cage's default
0: look, <laughs> right, dude? How often did you guys do that in high school? Like, just wait to like procrastinate your paper till the night it oh, was due.
2: A lot, but see, I was really good at it because I, <laughs> I could knock it out and just be like, Same. All right, "I it's, never it's,
0: learned my lesson. It's, I it's... formed terrible study and homework <laughs> habits." I did, yeah. It was Cause, it was awful because I would repeatedly wait until the night it was due. To start reading the book,
2: <laughs> I didn't do that. And then
0: I would much. just skim through it and come up with a report for it. I, I did that repeatedly, and it worked.
1: I remember I once it was in college, but I had a uh, psychology uh, uh, essay I had to write about uh-huh. you know the effects of marketing and everything. And I'd done like the the reading and everything, but yeah. I had to pick a commercial and you know analyze like what what things was it playing off of? Mm-hmm. And the fucking night I was doing, I was like, okay, uh, I need to do this now. I'm going to do picky fucking as on TV commercial, write an essay in like an hour and send it off. And I got an A plus. <laughs> there you go. Have, yeah. That's I,
2: all you got to do. I have a similar story about the time that I ha- lost all faith in the English department at MTSU. <laughs> <laughs> Which time? Uh, I mean, it was kind of this one. It just kind of, su- it's sort of like how Nick Cage is in this movie. Mm-hmm. It started off at a really low baseline and just sunk further than you could ever imagine. as, yep. as, as things went on but yeah at one
0: point i had to do a and oh gosh i went to lipscomb right christian christian college so mm -hmm. one night i had to do an old testament exegesis paper okay which is an interesting it's an interesting course if you're interested in like kind of deep diving into the background of like the framework in which stuff was written sure right yeah i i find that interesting regardless of what it is and so this was about the old testament and I had not started anything until the morning it was due. I made myself- Never even read the Bible. <laughs> what do you, what do you, who does Jesus person? Uh, and I made until myself a- Don't spoil the
2: ending.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus dies at the end. Oh, no! No, it's okay. <laughs> it's this is an after credit sequence.
2: The, uh, after credit <laughs> sequence? That's Nick Cage
0: shows up at the
2: tomb? <laughs> I'm going to refer to, to, <laughs> to Revelation Jeez. as the after credit sequence Jeez. of the Bible from now on.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nick Fury shows up to Jesus. I want to talk to you about the resurrection initiative.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Good Lord. I think you broke Andreas. Oh
1: God! Don't make a joke like that. One trying to drink some
2: water. Uh, Satan shows up like we have an army. Paul shows up like we have a Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> you know that's a terrible T-shirt. And, then Jesus, and then he, out he there. does the
0: same thing like that. The Hulk did, just like thug, thug, <laughs> thug. That's my secret,
2: Satan. I'm oh never angry. <laughs> this sounds like
0: some real Bible Man shit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh God, Bible Man! Do you remember Bible Man? I remember. You're thinking, not. You're
0: not missing much.
2: I remember, okay, I didn't think I would be. I remember seeing the kids who had to watch Bible Man and going oh shit man I am glad my parents are normal and my parents came <laughs> out of a cult <laughs> uh, uh, my whole point like is my Bring parents up are awesome and, and I appreciate them very much and
0: <laughs> the upbringing they gave me Jeez, Rick's mom you should hear all the complaining he does off the podcast <laughs> mom listens to
2: this <laughs> podcast shut up <laughs> she did. mom I never complain about you Oh
0: man. there's a reason he doesn't call as often as you want <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 just starting shit
1: <laughs> oh, um <laughs> just see on Facebook like all hey, the Josh's problems. Hey,
2: Josh's mom, his life. Josh, S- <laughs> <laughs> ask him about the think bong balls. Shut the hell up, Rick. At any at any rate, getting
0: back to Nick Cage in this movie.
1: I wonder how much of that's staying in.
0: <laughs> getting back to Nick Cage in this movie. Um, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, he d- Yes, yes, Rick. He does have very red eyes.
2: <laughs> Jeez,
0: Jeez. <laughs> Uh, Talk for a little bit about the drug den scene. And by drug den scene, I mean drug apartment scene. Because it's not like this.
1: They just go to a dude's apartment. I actually kind of like the scene because it's not what you're expecting. I mean, See, you're not. Yeah, yeah, you are expecting there to be like a, a drug den, but so,
0: well, s- set up first because it, it, sure. Nick Cage is Nick Cage has throughout the movie, you know, because it follows three different days, and on each of the different days, he's still interacting with the daughter of right. the, the guy he brought in, right? And they're che- he she's checking up, seeing how her dad's doing, and he's letting her know. Yeah. Because throughout it, Nick Cage has started to see visions of the girl he couldn't save, like in other people, and he started to hear the dad hmm. who they're being who, who's being kept alive on life support. He's right. starting to hear that guy. Like, uh, that was beg-
1: after the scene.
0: After the drug scene. Yes. yes. Okay. But but he still he still is like he's talking to the daughter and he's slowly going crazier, but he's, he's checking up on her. She's wanting to see how her dad's doing. And at one point she, he, and he's also kind of like low key flirting with her. He's mm. like, Hey, let, you know, let me take you out for dinner kind of thing. Um, and she sees him on the street and is like, Hey, can you come with me? And, because this, area of town is dangerous and right. of course he, he's down because he, he kind of likes her <laughs>
2: and he wants to die
0: anyway <laughs> exactly and so they go and she's like oh, i just got to stop and see this friend and then she goes up and nick cage goes with
1: her Well, it's very shady first leading up to that because she keeps saying like, why don't you wait out here and then I can point out the window and say like, hey, I got a friend out there. I can only be here like 15 minutes and they Mm -hmm. insist on coming up. It's like, all right, well, wait outside the door and then I can just say I have a friend waiting for me outside and I can be out in 15 minutes.
0: Even though she says she's just coming in to check on a, a friend who's sick it's really clear that like something else is going on because she, something she super really doesn't
1: yeah. want
2: him there. She's
1: already said that she had a drug problem in the past. Which so is weird it's because
2: obvious. she's the one who dragged him here in the first place, but you know, people don't always make the sanest decisions in this kind of scenario. Right. So she goes up and she opens the door to go see her friend,
0: and you get like the little bit of smoke coming out on the floor and yeah. like the, the base bumping and the red and purple light. <laughs> right. yeah. And the dude just like peering through the chain is like, Hey, and then he like lets her in and stops Nick Cage from coming. You're like, okay, I, we see what she's doing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, he goes note, in, and you think it's going to be something super shady, and and it potentially, is something super well, shady, and something like potentially really dangerous. We're right. like, oh man,
1: you know, how's he going to get out of this? Right. But then, what happens? Well. It's actually a surprisingly welcoming and friendly drug den that's <laughs> all about making you feel better and you know making sure you have a good time and that you don't regret uh-huh. anything. You know
2: the scene in uh, Talladega Nights when no. Ricky Bobby's like, I want to be the nice drug dealer? The one that's like, hey man,
0: you want to try some drugs? I've never seen Talladega Nights. Don't. You're not missing much. I don't like Will Ferrell movies. That's fair. I like anyway, Will Ferrell movie. One. A- which one?
1: Uh, if you don't Strange say the Elf, the I'm going to punch you. In... Well, oh, no. Elf is okay. Elf I'm is just overrated. He... I am not That's huge into Christmas movies. But it's a good movie. But Stranger Than Fiction I like.
2: I've heard I've heard movie. it's
0: okay because he's not doing comedy stuff in it. I mean,
2: he does he, a pretty good job of that. Yeah. But he's a surprisingly the, competent dramatic actor. This isn't the Stranger <laughs> Than Fiction podcast. <laughs> no, this is it's the, not. We somehow haven't mentioned Patricia Arquette's terrible hair in this movie yet. But uh, anyway, yeah, well,
1: she's there. like. Let's just mention it now. Let's get it out of the way because we've teased it. It's horrible.
0: No, no, she it has, highlights. It looks like not. she
1: tried to cut her bangs herself without a mirror.
0: <laughs> and, and she's got highlights. No, no she doesn't. She, she has random strings. She, no, she, she has a bunch dyed, of
2: highlights right in the middle of her part. No, she dyed her hair at some point, and it is growing out, and it is at the most awkward point of it's that grow out both. possible.
1: There is a strip of hair in her bangs that is lighter color, and her roots are the same color. So she both... Tried to dye her hair and give herself highlights Guys, at the same time. Guys, I think you forget
0: powerful. what '90s fashion was like. Okay, I
1: am very glad for that fact. She
0: no, she she wasn't a blonde, and her roots were coming back in. She she was she, she was w- low lighting. She was reverse highlighting. That's right. That's right. She Seculated she normally them. had black hair, and she bleached the center strip. <laughs> Moving on, it's not important. I don't know why you guys are making a big deal out of it. Because it looks terrible. (laughs) Oh, what?
2: This whole movie looks terrible. Talk about that. Is this whole movie shot in four three? I think so. I think it's. I think. I think that's just. In 1999, I think that's Martin Scorsese being.
1: Being Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Keep talking. I'm looking up when widescreen came out. <laughs> well before that,
2: long before that, long, then, yeah. long, long time ago. Um, uh, anyway, I,
1: I think four three was really only for televisions when they were made.
2: Anyway, this guy's yes. the chillest drug dealer that's ever been. Yeah, he been.
1: is, and <laughs> he's surprisingly nice. I'm like, yeah, she's she's just chilling in there. She's she's sleeping. You don't want to mess with her. She's like she's out. No, but, honestly, yeah.
2: he's he's doing bad things. He's giving people like drugs they should not have obviously this girl's a drug addict she should not be here right but uh, on the other hand he's the nicest person in the movie
1: he's giving them a safe place to do it Mm -hmm. He's, he's not like here take your drugs go out and do them in the street I don't give a shit he's like here have a bed
2: yeah, that's which is which is really the only drug that Nicholas Cage needs. He yeah, needs a, he needs a bed. bed.
1: Oh, that's where I saw the drug dealer before. That, that was the problem. They uh, they put him in a couch when he took his drugs instead of a bed. Mm, there you mm-hmm, go. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was the problem. Gosh.
0: Guys, I recognize where I've seen the uh, the drug dealer before. Where's that? A few things. He. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Wasn't he the? Uh, wasn't he the doctor in 2012? 2012. Like the. Uh, the
1: uh the disaster, post, movie? The disaster movie disaster movie from what's his one? name the doctor i don't, know. The doctor, super I don't know
0: but also he was fire lord ozai in the live action avatar the last airbender no. movie. yes he was are you serious yes he was
2: that's kind of amazing
0: Si, <laughs> the drug dealer was fire lord ozai huh. so
2: he's been in two shitty movies huh Later, he jumps off a building and like ends up impaled. Yeah, we, on we a never spike. find
0: out why. Like we no, know that no some sort to... of drug deal went down, or mm-hmm. like some sort of like rival gang came to like yeah, the, the, overthrow the, him.
1: The people who were trying to sell the uh, the Red Death or whatever it is was came. The and normal tried to drug dealers. Up. Yeah.
0: Which okay, talk about the. Sorry, I keep interrupting myself. Yes, <laughs> Cy, the drug dealer, the chill drug dealer. Yeah. Jumps off a roof, and Nick Cage have to go has to go save him, and that's what kind of flips the switch because. Before this, Nick Cage has constantly been like down on himself, like, "Oh, I can't stop not saving people. I suck at my job. I'm just the worst. I'm basically the Grim Reaper. Man, do I suck, et cetera. Et cetera. Hmm. And finally, Psy jumped off the edge of a building and landed on like a banister and, and impaled the himself. Of yeah. The, uh,
1: balcony, yeah. Which
2: is like, ah, that looks horrifying. Terrible. Yeah.
0: But Nick Cage goes to save him, and it's oh, this is what turns him around. Like now he's in a saving mood, which we'll talk about later because. Apparently, him saving folks is. Oh, I'm going to mercy kill some people, too. Uh, but <laughs> we'll get back to that. But um, we have to talk about the Red Death. Which is this drug that keeps getting brought up throughout
1: the movie? And nothing.
0: And happens nothing with happens it. with yeah. it. They just keep bringing like,
1: man, this is
0: super
2: heroin cocaine drug.
1: Yeah, and you, it's you super you, bad. That's a bad combination right there.
2: <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll uh, that'll kill you. That'll ruin your night. Well, yeah. so does
0: Red Death. <laughs> it's called Red Death. <laughs> but but it, it keeps getting Here, brought up. Die? We keep seeing like at one point he's got to go save a, a gangster who's who's dealing the Red Death who got shot. Uh, also we played see, by the, we game, see the little
1: guy, Omar Little in yeah, the wire.
0: We see the little the little vials with, with the drugs in them, and then it just never comes up again. Basically, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, yeah it's, it's mentioned like three times.
2: It's a weird dropped thread like halfway through the movie, and I don't really get it. I was why. really
1: expecting it to pay off too. Like, I was I,
2: expecting Nicolas Cage to take some.
1: Yeah. Same.
2: Like I thought that was gonna be one of the like the I last thought that's time we were gonna, gonna, gonna go Same, Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, like that that was odd. Uh, we also <laughs> didn't talk about the, the two virgins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah when, he, quote unquote when he's, when he's uh, on the
0: on the job with Ving Rames on the second yep. night, uh, at one point they go to help a Hispanic couple who are up in a like really run down like tenant flat kind of thing.
2: I, I think they were just squatting. I think it's just a <laughs> building. Sure. The, he
0: goes up there <laughs> and the guy and he's like, oh, man, she's pregnant.
1: And the dude, the dude's like,
0: she can't be pregnant. We're virgins. We're saving ourselves for marriage, for and the sake of I'm the sorry. Mother Mary.
1: They have been together for two years. They said, yeah. And she's giving birth, meaning she's nine months, mm-hmm. just about nine months pregnant. Yeah. How is this with twins? With twins. How has this conversation never come up between them in the past? Because he knows that she's faithful. She would never cheat on him. She's just as her really, belly continues she's to getting, grow, she's very fat.
2: Yeah,
0: very fat.
1: No, he's an he, idiot,
0: and, and he is an idiot because he refuses to believe that she's having babies, or that she like it's possible for her to be pregnant when there are three
2: baby legs sticking out of her coochie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know, he would never look down there cuz, you know, he's he's saving himself. Exactly. But also like this is maybe the saddest thing in the whole movie to me. Cuz <laughs> like Nick Cage, Ving when Bing Raym succeeds in rest in, well, in delivering this little baby boy. Yeah, and but the other one, the other twin dies and Nick Cage is the one trying to take care of it. So like it's just pushing him further down in the movie.
1: Like this is yeah. one of the, the that's supposed like, to be like a, a real low point. I think. For I him. mean, it, it, yeah. yeah, if not the bottom, then close.
2: Yeah, like that. That is that was rough to watch. Honestly,
1: yeah.
2: like, yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let me get my new dad hat off. <laughs> Oh, did that hit
0: a little... Cool. A little bit. That, was that a little extra trauma for you, Rick?
2: A little bit. I have noticed that ever since I've been a dad, like I am Stuff way more sensitive to that. Yeah. Aw, oh,
0: that's sweet. What a pansy.
2: Uh, <laughs> Eat a dick.
0: I'm joking, Rick. Your sensitivity towards children is endearing.
2: Eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I feel like there's really only one more character that we need to talk... Well, I think there... Okay, two. The the The... Knock off fat John Turturro, who's oh, yeah, he's partner gonna partner on the third lot. night. Uh, this man is a monster. So he's also a paramedic, obviously. Right. He's, he's Nick Cage's partner. And on the third night...
1: Well, hang on. Let's not skip ahead, because we see him as well on the first night
0: yeah on the first night he like meet he like crosses paths with john goodman and nick cage and he's like oh you're helping that noel dude who's a reoccurring character a, right, a recurring patient that we see throughout the movie he's like oh, i i hate that guy let me at him yeah and, and then they just tries do, to stomp him yeah. barely yeah he's like no don't yeah and then fat john Turturro just pushes
2: past him and, and hops up into the ambulance and starts kicking the shit out of this guy yeah, yeah. it's it it to me is interesting to that I think that one of the things this movie is trying to highlight is all the different ways that people can kind of break under this kind of level of stress, and yes. this guy is obviously the most dangerous of these guys. Like he is actively trying to kill people. Mm-hmm. um but i think that that is just one like it's i think it's easy to point at him as a bad guy in the movie but i don't think that's what they're going for i think they are trying I, to show that yeah. this is yet another way that under this kind of stress you can break and and you know he to me is not particularly more villainous than nick cage is he's just someone who is a horrible How person. How do you not see him as more villainous? Because I don't see it. He as attempts a, to murder a man. I don't see him as being in his right mind. Like he is, he is just as crazy to me as as uh, Nick Cage is. Like they are. Th- he is not fully mentally there anymore. I think that's that
0: doesn't
1: like. Okay, I it see. Excuse me. Excuse him, or like, you're arguing that he, because he's not as in a terribly sound mind, he, he can't be as held as accountable for his actions. Right, Although yeah. he is indefensibly far more aggressive.
2: Yeah, exactly. And taking I think, that
1: aggression out on people that he feels deserves.
2: Exactly. It. But he's he's crazy. He is hmm. he is as unattached to reality, I think, as Nicolas Cage is and, like, he is a bad person, and if you want to look at it in terms of, like, people who are doing the most damage, yeah, he's the most villainous, if that's mm-hmm. how you want to define that. But I I don't see him as someone who is in control of himself in any way, shape, or form. And I don't mean that in, like, he's he's just gone crazy in this, like, he's going wild on purpose and, and doing all this thing. I think he's just insane. Like, like everyone else seems to be in this movie.
1: I would I don't know, oh, almost this. entirely be... I would, I'd, I would 100% agree with you if it wasn't the fact that he tr- premeditatedly tried to kill a man.
2: I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, he, he is, uh, like, in a court of law, you could definitely get hit, this guy in jail. Yeah. I think that the picture the movie is trying to paint is one of a, of an insane world where everyone is crazy. And he is no,
0: I don't. the worst guy in the nut I house. I think that's a joke we made. Because because I don't think everyone's crazy in this world. I think it's like you said earlier, where... where He's just trying to show how everyone has a different way of dealing with the stress of uh, that's just eating away at them.
2: I mean, yeah, I guess that's one way of putting it. I think this is showing the different ways you that the different outcomes of breaking under the stress. Because I think almost every character, if not every character, that is in the medical, yeah, that is under the like that is a medical personnel person has broken under the stress of their job.
0: Because because John Goodman's is obviously that
2: like. He just is always it, it, like his coping is food, right? He's right? coping his food and not dealing with it. Like he is ignoring everything and being like, Yeah, it's gonna be fine. I'm gonna, well, get yeah, out of here like and- he's
0: constantly trying to ignore the calls that are coming. So exactly. they're in the ambulance and they'll get like a call over the dispatch. It's like, Hey, ambulance 23, like we need you over here. There's a guy that's bleeding out. And he's like, Nah, don't, don't answer it. Don't tell yeah. him we got it. Yeah, exactly. Like he's constantly trying to avoid it.
2: Um, Nick Cage is doing all the Nick Cage things. Yeah, right. the, the Ving Rhames
0: is is out of control. Out of control, but also like in the like living in the way that someone goes out of control in like Vegas, where he yeah. like he's he's constantly going to like see the hookers and he's kind con- and he's like drinking and
2: like he's just, he's partying par- essentially. Yeah, he's yeah. essentially
0: partying to deal with it. And then we've got John Turturro, who's just becomes super aggressive.
2: Right. Yeah. It. Who's just, who, who like, I don't you think you that can, excuses. I don't think it doesn't just excuse because, anything just because
0: the way he copes with it is crazy. Like doesn't mean that he's not aware of what he's doing.
2: I don't see these people as coping with the things like this is not, this isn't, this is past the level of coping to me. This is, you have buckled under the stress. You are no longer in reality fully anymore. You are, you are at least at some level of, uh, you need some time in a, in a like medical facility to deal you need with some what's time happened in like to a you.
0: A yoga camp where you just like <sighs> meditate for a year. A
2: yoga camp with rubber walls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And
1: uh, this this next pose is called straight jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, I I definitely agree in that each of the characters, each of the EMTs that we see, definitely deals with their own delusions, and that mm-hmm, you yeah. know yeah. Nicholas Cage is deluded in thinking that he's, he's like personally hallucinations. responsible. hallucinations yeah he thinks he's personally responsible for the deaths of people he couldn't save and you know ving R- Rames' character is deluded you know thinking that he can just party all the time without repercussions well, he's also on thinking the job he's, like,
0: he's thinking he's all that right yeah. he's and like he's yeah. thinking he's god's chosen whether well, yeah. it's to these people needing medical help or to the ladies yeah. and
2: and fat john Taturo has seen this guy Repeatedly, you know, coming in, taking up resources, taking up people's time. When Noelle, is, yeah, the, Noel, yeah, the, Noel, Noel, the, right. the
0: maybe junkie, like who's just definitely constantly, junkie. Okay, yeah, who's just constantly coming in.
2: Yeah, and like all these other people, and his his solution is kill the guy, then he's not coming in and taking up those resources anymore. That's a horrible way to look at it, but it is another way you can look at it. I think, but I think that like when you've got the guy like just wailing on the ambulance at the end of the movie, I think it's pretty clear that this guy is not well. He is not mentally sound anymore. Like he, that guy is just as broken under the strain to me as Nicolas Cage is throughout this movie.
0: Broken, yes, but also more of a monster because the yeah, way that he broke, more of a The, monster, the, the, wor- yes. the way
2: that he broke is way worse. No. So, more of a monster, yes, but to me. Again, he's not mentally sound. He is not capable of of making informed choices anymore. He is he is a person who is you like if you get a guy who who is like high out of his mind on on uh, hallucinogens, that guy's not making normal rational choices anymore. He's not as culpable as someone who is completely in their normal right state of mind making choices to hurt people. I see where you're coming from.
0: but aside from just like him like dealing with the stress of the job, I don't see like I don't see him as being like oh he's clinically insane and these are the these are the prescriptions that we have for his type of like oh the you know these are his Bipolar medica- medications, or his schizophrenic medications, or his whatever, right? Right. I don't think he like is insane. I just think it's like, wow, he's really burnt out from his job, and I don't, th- I don't think it's like a me- I think it's just like, wow, he really needs like a nap and a week's vacation.
2: I don't think a nap and a week's vacation is going <laughs> to cure you from murdering people and beating the shit out of random ambulances. Right, which is why I think he's a piece of shit. No, I don't think it's that. I, I he may be a piece of shit and crazy. I'm willing to go along with that. I'm just saying that he is definitely crazy and that is very different from being a rational individual making the choices that he's making
0: I I think it's it's hard to tell from the movie. I feel like this is just I, don't think it I feel is. like this is just how you interpret his character. I mean Because I don't think the movie makes that clear where it's like, wow, this guy, this guy is not in his right mind at all. Because he's very clearly doing things as an em where he's like, hey, we're gonna go here, we're gonna do this. We're yeah, gonna. but so
2: is it like Nicholas Cage, and you know he's not well. So is every other character in this movie. They're not well. That's the whole point of the movie. He's still a monster for trying to kill Noel. <laughs> yes,
0: he chases he is. him down into like into like the the
2: the sewers. Yes. and tries to beat him to death with a baseball Absolutely bat. Absolutely a horrible person and a horrible monster. Just not necessarily the same kind of horrible monster as like Hannibal Lecter. No, I'm not calling him Hannibal like Lect- Hannibal he- Lecter was luring people in and eating them. <laughs> okay, some other guy that isn't eating them but still murdering them. Andreas, how do you
1: <laughs> feel about about Fat John Ciro? Uh, so given that this is not it is not implied to be a full-on mental illness of like psychosis or, you know, some kind of a uh, uh like diagnosable thing. This seems exactly. to be work stress. Yeah. It would imply in that This has to have some kind of inner rooted cause or- I don't think it's physiological,
2: no. Like, I don't think that's what it is.
1: I think there has to be something about himself that's causing him to react this way to the stress and not some other way, because everyone reacts to stress their own ways, and it is in some ways indicative of their personality, the way they deal with it. So, I think there's a, a bit of both of you are right here in that, yes, it's job stress affecting him severely but it's the way he's reacting to the job stress that affects it, his yeah. uh what he's doing.
0: I kind of see it like how what kind of person you turn into when you're drunk. Yes. Like if you if you're drunk and you start murdering people, turns out you're probably a fucking violent asshole like almost murderer when you're sober, right? If, you're, if you get drunk and you're just a jolly happy-go-lucky person, then it's odds are you're also that when you're not.
2: Yeah, but there's a huge difference between having some beers and getting a little bit uh, tipsy and constantly seeing and being around death and the active destruction of human lives around you and having no way to meaningfully change any of it, seeing the same people... Coming in day and day after out, like ruining their lives. So, and are you saying that this is
0: like, like, like when the soldier comes home and hasn't been able to yeah, deal with the trauma? These traumas guys have of war.
2: incredible PTSD. That is a common thing for uh, e- uh, emergency medical people. Like, mm-hmm. they have PTSD. Everyone in this movie has horrible PTSD, including this guy.
1: See, I would. I'm not trying to say that that's not also the case, but. We don't really see him do this on anything except for Noel and the ambulance. We don't and the see ambulance. that much of him, though. Right. But what I'm saying is he doesn't say anything about anybody else. He never, uh, we do see him go on other calls with uh, Nicolas Cage's character. We don't see him make any similar comments there. Uh, Wait, they even. What do you- I, I if I remember correctly, they even mention Mr. O, and he says nothing about Mr. O, and goes and finds something else to do instead. Like he doesn't go on a rant about Mr. O sucking up resources. He seems to have a problem with Noel, and then takes it out. Yes, and then takes it out on the ambulance when he uh, when they end up taking think, Noel to. I think the I think ER. I know what
0: I'm missing from this movie for me to really buy what you're saying, because with Nick Cage, we see him struggling with his job a lot, right? We see. And we hear it a lot, too. Good Lord, this movie has, like, very noir-esque narration throughout the whole thing. And it's very melodramatic the entire time. What I'm missing from his partners, from John Goodman and Ving Rhames and fat John Turturro, is them also struggling with the job. Like, we, we can imply it. But there's nothing infer it. yeah, we can infer it and we can like we can kind of sense it, but I'm not but like I don't see him also being like, ah, you know, sometimes the job gets to me now I'm gonna go beat up this
2: dude right like I don't get that at all. That's like saying, well we don't see Nicolas Cage take a shit in this movie. So obviously this is a world in which people don't take shits like that's just a normal thing to assume here. no the guy clearly based on the movie that we saw on everything that you yes what the movie is is wanting you to infer i think is these things like you could probably avoid inferring it but i think at that point you are deciding not to infer what the movie is wanting you to infer from what it's telling you the the whole thing that i'm getting from this movie is like we we're only getting the biggest window into nicolas cage's world but we can see what it's doing to him, and we can assume that it's having the same effects on the people around him, especially when they are also clearly mentally breaking down. All of them John John Goodman, sure. Bing Rames, and Fat John Taturo.
1: Sure. Maybe most yeah. of
2: all, and in the worst possible way.
1: But yeah, we're, we're not disagreeing with that. I just I don't see how this could just be him breaking down due to the stress and not due to uh, a personal. Uh, i mean i don't know well, what else is in, no, in his life no, Maybe nick
0: cage is clearly like with his hallucinations and everything he's clearly got something going on mentally yeah but th- but i don't see anything from this character that suggests it's any more than like a really huge asshole who's got a lot of work stress <laughs> i and
2: i think Peter's at the point where you blood. are kicking people to death in an ambulance at your job on the job in front of other workers and out in the parking lot, beating the shit out of your ambulance in the clear view of people that you work with, no, you are insane. There is no, like, this is just a bad day, a bad weekend where he's overstressed. <laughs> this guy is fucked up. Fat and John Turturro. All there is the, to it. And the oh. horrible, no good, very bad day. <laughs> yes. Josh, why don't you tell us your least favorite thing about this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh,
0: there's a lot to choose from. Man, there really a lot to is. From. Not only because there's so much just nonsense in this movie but also because it was very long Mm -hmm.
1: uh
0: but my least favorite part of this movie was the the way that he decided to film it because i did not like the the i guess it's the four three ratio and i or the three four whatever Uh, and i also did not like just like
1: the saturation of the movie it's not really an attractive movie to look at
0: at all yeah which which i get to it too because it's like, oh, everything's grim and grimy and like w- weirdly focused the whole mm-hmm. time. But then at the very end, when he like goes falls asleep on the daughter, uh, everything gets bright and sunny and way too bright and sunny. And uh, oh, now he's not stressed anymore. I guess I don't know.
2: I mean, I think th- I took the extra like the 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 over brightness mm-hmm. of it as a like, hey, this is a bad thing too. <laughs>
0: Oh, I took it to be like, oh, he was finally like releasing the stress kind of thing.
2: No, I think it was just saying like, hey, uh, yeah, this is still fucked.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like the way it was shot. Um, I think my favorite thing about this movie was um, I liked the characters. Um, They're vivid. They're very vivid and they're very like each of them stands out in a very unique way to me. Uh, and I enjoyed seeing how they were different and seeing how they approach the job different, I guess. Um, so I liked, I liked the characters. Um, but overall like, it was a drag and I think at one point we've been watching the movie for like four hours and we paused <laughs> and then saw that it was only half done and we still had an hour left of the two hour movie and we're like shit another and
1: four hours!
0: It was still on day two of three. Yeah cause that's how it felt it felt, yeah. like, it felt like we spent an entire day watching this movie <laughs>
2: um, It reminded me a lot of the first time I had to watch Gone Girl cause like we got to a point where <laughs> I, I was really like surely movie. this movie I loathe that movie. <laughs> I'm gonna spite watch that now go for it it'll hurt you more <laughs> than this movie did um,
0: um overall I give this uh it, you know it was still watchable I'll give it uh two out of five uh coxswains Coxsins? yeah remember there was that Coxmen. one coxman. there you go yeah there was there was one weird <laughs> like really we so really weird. fun to watch cop who like was the security at the front door of the hospital. Oh, yeah. And he was, yeah, Gris. Gris. And he always spoke about himself in the third person. And then at one point, just out of the blue, he was like, I'm a I'm a coxman, which means I don't mix my seed with that of the white woman. And I was like, "Geez, all right, dude, where's that coming from?" Yeah,
1: just like from nowhere. Like there was no, uh, (laughs) no one, nothing prompted absolutely
0: no one, no one, (laughs) at all. So yeah, I'm a true (laughs) coxman. Jeez. I kind of want to tweet that now. So, so I give it uh, two out of five coxmans,
1: Andreas. Uh, so my favorite and least favorite part of this movie are closely intertwined. Uh, favorite, I've got a bit of a soft spot for like day in the life of, you know, single day kind of stories uh-huh. where it's, it just follows like, like, like training a day snippet of the life. Yeah. Like training day or yeah. crash. Like not that I particularly like those movies, but I like the style of it where you follow somebody for a day. There's a single narrative arc that takes place during it. And there's mm-hmm. a resolution yeah. and it's just this very specific section of time. And we kind of get that here with the three-day storytelling with, you know, a little bit of daytime on Saturday for for some reason. Um, But I really like that concept, especially given that we're following a paramedic throughout uh, New York City in 1999. It Mm -hmm. seems like Mm -hmm. a great setting for Martin Scorsese movie. Like, perfect, I'm on board. Sure. Awesome. My least favorite part is that it does not really pay off. There is very little in the way of resolution to anything that it brings up except for the fact that Nicolas Cage gets a good night's sleep.
0: And is also okay with some of his people dying now. Yeah, he finally comes to uh, terms with death. Ah, the fact that I'm not really, like, that that people die on my watch constantly, like, I'm
1: okay with it now. Yeah. Resolution. That's all we get. Yeah. All of the people that he talks to otherwise we get nothing mm-hmm. uh, except the daughter kind of being like oh yeah my father that i hated has died yeah. okay why don't you come in here and fall asleep on my breasts <laughs> <laughs> my bosom yeah so like we never seen jo- us uh, see john goodman after the first night never hear anything about him
0: well we never see any of right a- aside That's what I mean. the third
1: dude and that john Taturo. they even uh have a Fucking ambulance crash in Bing yeah. Rames night where the ambulance t- flips over, which is an amazing shot, but there is nothing after that. They have right. one mention of paperwork you need to fill out, and that's it. And it's like, okay, that feels like it needs to lead up to something. We already mentioned the whole Red Death thing; feels like it should lead up to something. Nothing at all. Just there's constant blue balls from this movie telling me like, oh, here's a thing, here's a thing. Oh, well, we forgot about the thing. <laughs> so. In all, uh, I'm gonna have to go with you, Josh. I'm going to give this um, two preacher Ving Rhames out of five. Nice. This
2: is not my
1: kind of movie. <laughs> I still don't get how you called this an
2: artsy movie. It is definitely an artsy movie. Isn't it an not artsy really? movie? It is definitely artsy. No. It is. It is up its own ass. It is trying to say a whole bunch of deep shit, but not actually saying a whole lot. Is it trying okay. to say a bunch of deep shit?
1: Okay, yes. if this is Martin is Scorsese like, trying to be here's artsy, here's a view then in the life of like people
2: who deal with like the trauma of medical work. Yeah, it's trying to say stuff about that. It's just not doing a very good job. What it. is it
0: trying to say about that? Other than this is up. hard. That's not a, That's not an artsy that's, message. Yes, it is. That's the kind of <laughs> say, saying doctors and ambulance drivers have a hard life sometimes is not an artsy fartsy message.
2: Josh, <laughs> this movie's artsy. Uh,
1: what is its sh- argument that's trying to make? Like, what is it? It doesn't need one to be artsy.
2: It's just yes, being it artsy. Does.
1: Okay, in order to be a <laughs> piece of art, it needs to have an a, uh, an actual to argument. To be
2: good, yes. But to be artsy, artsy is an insult. Okay. I don't artsy mean this an as an insult. <laughs> I think <laughs> that, that's what,
0: no, Andres, that's what it is. It's, if it's a movie he doesn't like, it's artsy. This, <laughs> I don't like this movie. That makes it up its own ass and art. I hate it. I
1: think we need to define our terms. When you say something is up its own ass, it's trying to be something more than it's not, and it's trying to show it has a point without actually doing it, it's artsy fartsy. Yeah, sure. Okay. But when it's actually accomplishing those things- mm-hmm. Than its actual art. Yeah. I would argue okay. that this movie shows that paramedics have a hard life. I think it shows that, but it doesn't really have like an argument. I mean, it's not trying to do anything. It shows that these, that. like, right. so it's very not artsy. Yeah. There's no argument. It's, yeah, no.
0: It's not. <laughs> we just clearly define
1: these terms, Andreas. <sighs> In the sense that what he does. Martin Scorsese what he does. is <laughs> trying to do something with a film that's otherwise shit. Yes, it's artsy. <laughs> But I don't uh-huh. think Martin says he wrote this. I don't think it any no, no. characters. He just fucking directed the thing. Sure. So it's one half is trying to be artsy, the other half isn't. Sorry. This so is, so this is Rick, what, what do you think of this possibly art film? <laughs>
2: it's not. It's okay. It's not great. Yeah, um, yeah. It 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 exists. It has some interesting performances. It is very vivid in the world that it creates. But I think at the end of the day, it really doesn't manage to do whatever it is setting out to accomplish mm-hmm. with that um, that premise and that world. I think that it is trying to be just like overly dark and and in many ways just hard to take seriously because of how relentlessly stupid it is in a lot of ways. Like, this world would not exist. It would not function. Yeah. The, it, is, it is beyond saving, and that's the well, thing that he's trying to I'm show. And I'm okay to say
0: that like, Some paramedics are like this, right? Where, like, they have a really hard time and act unprofessional on the job because of it. Right, Mm. but that's not what... But to be like, every ambulance (laughs) in this quadrant of Manhattan and every doctor and nurse at this hospital is just, like... The worst, and at all
2: <laughs> times, the the emergency room is a madhouse full of people not being treated in any way, Always. and the doctors every hour of the day. Yeah, it's it is it is so overly oppressive that it is impossible for me to take seriously. Piece of shit it, art. I mean, it is shitty art. This is <laughs> what I, I don't know why you're, you're being so weird about this. <laughs> just go, just go, just go. <laughs> um. It, it, anyway, uh, my favorite part of the movie. Fuck, I don't know. Um, I think that scene with the two kids was actually really well done. I think where that they're is, having the babies. Yeah, I think that that hits its point home. It is it is not overly uh, oppressive because it is kind of funny. This guy is insisting that they're both virgins. Like it has. When she's
0: clearly like when it's already shown the shot of the babies coming yeah, out. Yeah,
2: exactly. Like <laughs> it 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 has a bit of of like super dark yeah. comedy to it, and and so because of all that, it comes together and functions well and does interesting things for. Uh, Nicholas Cage's character and the stakes around what
1: he's mm-hmm. trying to do and, mm-hmm. and be in this. I think that's really the only time that I really bought him having like these problems with people dying on him. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. A lot of times like you get there the guy's been shot like what were we gonna do? Yeah, what were we gonna do? But like, when you go there and you deliver the baby and you get to the ER and then it dies on you, like, the, the movie that was... I can really understand being a devastating. Right, one. and I don't want to say and that they you know showing up
2: it. and not being able to save someone who's shot is, is sure, not. but
1: like they they, the, they do a good job this
2: within movie. the structure of this movie. That scene sells it to me in a way that a lot of these don't. um My least favorite part of the movie is just the movie. Like it's it's oppressive. <laughs> it is it is a pain in the ass to watch and it is exhausting. And that's its intent. And it does it, but, like, I don't know, man. It's just not, not fun. Um, and because I don't think it really accomplishes what I guess it's probably trying to accomplish, I'm I'm only going to give it two and, a half, uh, two and a half struggling goldfish on the floor after their tank has Jeez. exploded okay. out of five. I feel like that's an appropriate measuring rating for this two and a movie. Half str-
0: a half struggling goldfish? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. That's fair. You know, I, he
2: can find other things that are n- incredibly <laughs> depressing and will make you want to die inside.
1: Uh, on the wheel was, of cage. Yeah, I was not expecting it to be like this kind of die inside. <laughs> man. Also, can we address that? This is a terrible fucking name.
2: <laughs> the what? wheel of cage.
1: No, bringing out the dead. Like,
2: oh, yeah, I it did is. not oh, it's like awful.
1: this name at all. That's
0: like the name of the spec script that they just never changed. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yep. Uh, that I feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that works. It's
0: it's awful. awful uh, <laughs> as shitty as this movie is and as shitty as a lot of Nick Cage movies are I still enjoyed watching it and talking about it with you guys Uh, join us next week when hopefully uh, with uh, Brian being able to join us we'll continue anime until then if you'd like to listen to more of our podcasts you can find them on our website opinionatedpodcast.com additionally we're on social media at opinioncast on twitter and Opinionated Podcast on facebook Uh, feel free to reach out to us at our email address opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com We always love hearing from you guys, whether it's suggestions or thoughts on our episodes. Uh, If you get a chance, please leave us a rating on iTunes. Between that and you sharing us with your friends is the best way we have of getting out to new listeners. We always appreciate you guys
2: listening. And until next time,
1: we're we're opinionated. opinionated. Thanks for listening.